activate the view screen and turn on your universal translators because it is time for another Galactic Netcast. Brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash galacticnetcasts. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. It's Thursday, September 5th, 2013. Welcome to another Galactic Netcast. This is the Time Traveling Robots in Space number 63 from Waterloo, Iowa. I'm Dave Nelson. Joining me as always is Anessa Moyens from Denton, Texas, and Paul Swickard from Glendale, not Arizona, Glendale, California. How are you guys doing? What do Fox say? <laughs> been way stole in my now. Line. <laughs> All right, little Did I really? little backstory. We were listening to this <laughs> new song that blew up today. Uh, Paul shared a video with us. What's it called, Paul? It's Norwegian. It's like it's Yvis, Yvis. It's Y L V I S. So I'm gonna L- say Elvis. Y, and the song is called The Fox. And it's basically it's that children's book, right? That Every kid gets read when they're a certain age. And what's the fox say? What, what's the whatever? They go through all the animals. Insert right. joy into your life and just take, take the three minutes and look at this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, this is the podcast where we discuss all things time travel, robots, and space, and foxes sometimes in science fiction Ooh. and science fact. Uh, we do it by running down a story from each topic, discuss our related entertainment picks and answer and ask got to ask first and then answer the question of the week for the audio subscribers if you'd like to like to watch us do the show live you can watch us uh by going to galacticnetcasts.com slash live or watch the video later on on our youtube channel youtube.com slash galacticnetcasts and also uh, follow us on twitter facebook or and or google plus so are you guys ready to actually do a show about the given topic of time travel, robots, and space? Are you guys ready for that? We'll be in like five seconds. Okay, kill some time because I forgot to load the right soundboard here. So <laughs> I need to select. I was actually just kidding. I am not ready, but we can do it anyway. Okay, let's That's t- okay. All right, let's Central start. One. Time, time travel. travel. All right, Anessa, you've got the time traveling story this week. I do. So... Before I actually get into the story, I'm going to ask you guys, mm-hmm. what decade would you most like to time travel back to in the 20th century? So this is kind of like one of our... Think. This is kind of like, like, like our question of the week, but yeah. it was more like within our timeline, I guess, was the question before, like since we've been alive, like when we would like to go back. But this is including the entire 20th century. Okay. All right. Mm. Um, I'm going to say the 1960s just because of the music i'd love to experience like the british invasion and all that stuff psychedelic and Jimi hendrix and that jazz okay and paul i'd want to be as close to the old west as possible so 1900 so 1900 <laughs> right from the from the zeros so okay um well there was a poll that was conducted that asked the same question and um, it may or may not come as a huge surprise that people that were asked um, when they would like to travel back in time to most Americans would choose the decade of their youth Um, in a recent uh, economist and YouGov poll voters were asked which 20th century decade they would choose to return to and most of the decade in which they spent their 20s um, oh. More than half of those 65 and older said they wanted to revisit the 50s and 60s, while 45 to 64-year-olds leaned more towards the 80s. But overall, the 1950s came in first. Um, it was in the decade that introduced suburbia to American life, and more importantly, it was the decade of racial integration in schools. So most women stayed at home while the men worked, and it was also the decade where space travel became a reality. The 1960s came in a close second, so Dave chose the second most popular yes. decade. 
Of note, two decades preceding both World Wars, the 1910s and the 1930s, were the most unpopular to go back to. So, Paul, you're unpopular. I guess so. No? He wanted the 1900s. Oh. I did. Oh, he wasn't it's... quite to the tens. Okay. But that's see, that so ten years before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, what does that say about uh, America, uh, the most popular we decade? Well, no. I mean, but no, besides the going back to the decade of your youth, most people said the 1950s. What does that say about America? Do, do people want to go back to a time when women stayed home and... Um, See, look at you getting all philosophical. Um, I'm not entirely sure that they might have thought that far into it. They might have thought maybe about like the culture, like going to, like they probably just thought it like hey, dances and like the fashion time. and cheesy sci-fi movies being released, and you have the drive-ins and you have these really cool-looking cars, and just they probably thought of it more for like the aesthetics than the actual like. Oh, I'd love to go back to the 50s where women stayed at home. Although there probably are some guys that think that. So the, the, you don't think it was subconscious <laughs> that uh, they were thinking, Kitchen, oh, no. I want to go back to a more traditional America. <laughs> America. Yeah, I don't. It might also depend on the age of these people. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so there was also a divide depending on political beliefs. So Republicans preferred the 1950s of President Eisenhower and the 1980s of Reagan, while Democrats tended to go for the 1990s of Bill Clinton. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> boring, though. I mean, sure, it's that's typical to pick the decade of your youth, but that's kind of boring. I mean, you've already lived through that, right? Wouldn't you want to pick a decade you've never lived in before? For me, yes, I I would prefer to Maybe they just do a decade that memories. I've like never lived in, and like a good maybe not quite half of my twenties were just shit. Like I don't want to relive those. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really, no, oh, no, thank I mean, you. <laughs> similarly, like I, dude, there's no you couldn't pay me enough to have to relive the eighties again. Like no. <laughs> No. I didn't have any issue with the 80s, but I was too young to care. I was like, woo, He-Man, She-Ra, G.I. <laughs> Joe, I'm fine, as long as I've got my cartoons. Bows of the Clown at like 6 o'clock in the morning. If I had to spend any length of time, I think I would still pick a decade with the internet in it. <laughs> I know, um, but that feels like cheating, doesn't it? Like, uh, okay. Uh, uh, that and you would uh, get frustrated. I mean, if you went back to like 1995 and you're using dial-up, you're going to be like, oh, Christ. Yeah, that would be, that would be hard <laughs> to go back no, to. No Wikipedia? What are you talking about? That's crazy so, no, talk. Like, if I were to go back in time, I would... You, people are going to say the same thing about our era. Like, how yeah. in the whole world did you guys deal with Netflix and their 20 meg down? And no, what? No, <laughs> no 3D uh, projection screen uh, interactive... Oh, 3D's not... No, 3D's not going to be a thing. Yeah, they tried. It's not happening. They're very dedicated to trying. I wish they would just let that puppy die. No, what I was thinking of though was the um, hologram. Like a hologram. Yeah, I misspoke. I I meant hologram. No holographic uh, interface that you can manipulate with your hands. No. uh, No. No. Although I do remember coming across a video game in Florida, and. It had like these little holograms that you could move around and play. It was really interesting. Like, of course, reach in and like, there's nothing there. But oh, I've seen that. It's really interesting. I've seen that before at a, at a fair of some some kind, I believe. Yeah, I was probably like in fifth grade. Okay. <laughs> what I was talking about was I was talking about future people talking about our how did you deal with technology when they have holographic yeah. displays and that kind of thing. Now, have you noticed in like sci-fi type shows that I guess take place in the future, there's more of a trend for still like, they still have the tablets that they're clear. Yeah. yeah have seen you that. noticed that? That's like a growing trend is like they have clear tablets. Yeah. It makes it look like more hologrammy to borrow Dave's point. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, I'm touching thin air. 
but it's not. But that just seems annoying because I mean, what if you have a busy background? Yeah, or it's you got a lot of glare, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's no way to fix that. Yeah, maybe it maybe it appears only to your eyes, you know? Maybe, maybe if Jobs was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Well, they've talked about the um, the bendable phones, right? The phones that you can shape any way, and that and that in that same technology, it's kind of a clear thing clear display maybe i I ain't no technologist (laughs) i don't know but you're a technological fan right you're a fan of technology i'm a fan yes i'm a partaker i'm a consumer if you will all right of technology well why don't you use your technology and uh reach out to us give us some feedback we would love to know what you think of what the the topics that we're talking about on the time traveling robots in space and there's a couple of easy ways to do that to do that you can email galacticnetcasts at gmail.com galacticnetcasts at gmail.com you can also call our voicemail number and use it as a text message number as well 805-328-3966 leave it leave us comment tell us what decade you'd like to go back in time in and uh Maybe we'll use your voice message or your email on the show. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Hey, let's move to our next topic, which is this. All right. So, Paul, what, what, you got the robot. I do. And it, what a robot it is. Okay. Uh, quick preface. A, six, a 67-year-old man just decided to build a giant bug robot. That's what he did. He just decided to do it for funsies. Uh, a name that I won't even begin to pronounce. Uh, some Japanese Hitoshi? dude. Hitoshi, Hitoshi. Hitoshi Takahashi. Takahashi. Sure. I'll call him <laughs> H. Uh, basically, he decided once he turned 50 that he wanted to build a robot. Just, again, for fun. Uh, H is the owner of a machine shop in Japan and he basically over the years made this and I mean giant robot it is let's see it's called well I don't even know how you say it it's like the the Kabuto RX03 it is uh, 36 feet tall and 11 feet long so it's an, a 17-ton machine running on two diesel engines. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. So basically, it start, he started in 1997 when he was 50, and it took 11 years for him to make this to, to build this to completion. And it's even more impressive by the fact that he did it all by himself. He, he essentially stated, I did it as a hobby while... I still maintaining my regular work schedule as a machinist. So yeah, the, the machine contains over 30 moving parts, includes a signature horn, wings, and an open <laughs> that open from its back. Both, <laughs> both in keeping with the beetle motif. If you saw this, my first thought was a built a giant uh, robot scorpion. But which is what it looks like. But he was going for more of a it's, beetle type. Deal. Well, the the beetle. Well, I haven't actually looked it up, but there's a beetle that has like the weird horn things that come up and like split. Yeah. And I think that's what he was going for. <laughs> oh, and by the way, it can also shoot smoke from its head. <laughs> nice touch. That, that real beetles can't do that. <laughs> no, really, they can't. Uh, yeah, thank Surprise. you. Although they can spray things, well, depending on the beetle. Um, it also the art, the article also pointed out that it is incapable of flight. Oh, damn it! Come on, <laughs> come on, Hotisho. Like show. Seven tons or so, seventeen tons. I know it has six legs and it can shuffle them. And apparently, it can go two point five miles per hour, and uh, yeah, which comforts me because that means I can outrun it when it inevitably will go berserk. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to mention that this would be perfect for uh, taking on an alien, a, a xenomorph, but if it's only going 2 miles an hour then or 2.5 miles an hour, I don't know how effective it would be. Yeah. yeah. I Well, you see, I think when it does go berserk and it gains sentience, I think it'll figure out how to move faster. One would hope. 
Now wait a second. Not, let, let's let's talk be. about let's talk about the definition of a robot because I look at this and I don't really consider it a robot just because it's not autonomous. It's it's it needs a human to work. You are it, not right? going to give. Yeah, okay, hold on. You are not going to get into this yet. We are going to wait for our pick, and we are going to discuss the definition of robot. Okay. But no, we are not talking about this right now. Yes, it does need. It is. It needs a controller. Okay. Like he drives the thing. Basically, okay. it's a. It's a big bug that he drives. Okay. It can carry up to seven people, and obviously the driver is on top, and the six occupants in the internal compartment, meaning its stomach. So just consider that for a moment. And he actually offered rides, being a nice guy. He's like two hundred yen for to take a ride on the big giant robot bug. Which is about two dollars US. Uh, You you really need to look at this thing. Like you just go ahead and (laughs) and figure this. Go ahead and just look this thing up. Like the from the first picture that this article shows, it actually looks kind of like a spaceship. But you you get the full look at this thing and you watch the video and it no, it's a big bug, and that shoots steam from its head. It's very impressive. And this is not it the is. first. This is not the first large robot story that we've gotten from Japan. Wasn't there? There was an, at least one other that we've talked about on this podcast. Uh, you guys remember? I recall one from. I think it was Veronica, actually, where she took a ride on this big thing. That uh, I don't know that. Uh, that she basically rolled around on like a robot, like hovercraft or something like that. Hmm. No, I, re- I, I remember on this very podcast, we had a story about a giant Japanese robot that was in like a restaurant or something like that. Or God, what was Were that? those like the sex robots or something? Okay. Like with the boobs? Oh, that or? was, that was something else. Because <laughs> there was giant women robots, right? No, you're, you're, I think so. you're absolutely right, Anessa. But then there was another story about this robot that was on wheels. That was. I think. Wasn't that like half a woman's torso, though? Oh, or something yeah. That was on it's the, wheels? the same thing. Yeah, you're right. It Ugh, was the same thing. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So the Japanese, they seem to like to make large robots. Giant robots, yeah. <laughs> it took you. I think we know that, Dave. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Just. Yeah, because they've got a yeah in in their anime especially they they're fans of of large robots. Would you consider the robots from Pacific Rim robots? Because they were they were controlled by two humans. Would you consider them robots, or just would you consider them a mechanical extension of humans? You really want to talk about this, don't you? Well, I'm just curious. I don't want to like. Have, I uh, I have not seen Pacific Rim, but I know what you're talking about. Would I consider them robots? Uh, probably. If like in passing, like if you and I were just having a casual conversation, saying, "Hey, look at the big bug in the or the big monster and the uh, robot fighting," I would say something like that. <laughs> so, I don't know that I would like. I don't know that I would. Hey, look! There's that big metal automaton fighting the big monster. Okay, so if it looks I like a robot, that. it is a robot. Basically, is what you're saying. It's not like I mean, if it were stationary, I'd call it a statue. But it's yeah. not. It, it's still like it's mobile, and and that that works into our picks later on. Our our pick, Ooh. pick plural, pick singular and plural. It's all of our picks, but it's one pick. Indeed. Um. So one also, you also get a bonus story. I don't know if you all saw it, but the RoboCop uh, first trailer came out today. Did you see it, Paul? I did. What'd you think? Um, I don't know. Like, I know the internet is complaining, and right now they're complaining that it's PG thirteen. Well, okay, wait a, the, wait a wait a second. Uh, the internet is complaining about something. I know, right? No, are you serious? This is never happens. I, I sorry, I it's <laughs> they just I don't know. They woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't know. The internet does its own thing. I just I lead by the internet's example. So it's only it's rated PG thirteen. Yeah, oh. and I don't know if you recall the original, but the original one is like wasn't it rated R or something? It was like it was like not playable in theaters until they cut it, like edited it. 
I mean, it's graphic. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like I, I for some reason I thought what's his name, um, Hugh Laurie was in the RoboCop remake, but he's not in. He's not in it. I, I don't think, think he was or at supposed. Least he's not he, in the trailer. He was supposed to be, I believe. But no, Gary Oldman's in it, and Michael Keaton of all people is in it. Yeah, that was weird to see Michael. Keaton. Yeah, I was like, whoa, is that Batman? No, <laughs> like, all right, cool. See, I, I see Michael Keaton. I think of. Um, the movie where he was he had multiples of himself i think it was b- called multiplicity multiplicity yeah yeah it was a great movie well and i just i didn't think he worked still yeah. like i did, can't remember the last time i saw him yeah it doesn't mean when you when you don't see somebody for a while it doesn't mean that they're not working it just it means that they're not working anything that we actually see <laughs> you know well or he's yeah. paying bills i don't know yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that takes some but, time uh, off I mean, it looks like his armor looks better than it did. I don't know if you remember that, Dave. Yeah. But like, there was a big deal going on, like how dumb is it, his armor looked? Or yeah, his body yeah. Looked. We were surprised at because it, it was all black and stuff, and I was yeah. surprised by seeing this trailer that he was actually in silver too, and I I hadn't seen yeah. or heard anything about that. I didn't know that either. I mean, it might have been not- like a post production thing, maybe. Well, I mean, this got delayed by six months. I don't know. I had heard they had to do like reshoots and the whole work, so I don't know exactly what they changed. Hmm. Hmm. But I mean, yeah, the it people are just. I I don't know that this is right, but they're writing it off more or less just because of the rating. <laughs> hmm. That's a dumb. That's like that's like complaining. That's about that's like the same thing as complaining about. Um, uh, um, what's his face becoming Batman just because of who he is? Oh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Oh, whatever. I don't care about Our that. People are like Batfleck, which was dumb. Yeah. Don't don't <laughs> judge it until you actually see it. You know. Yeah, like I wasn't like the I don't know. craziest about the idea, lot. but I'm not gonna really complain about it because I mean he could end up surprising us and yeah. actually doing a really good job of it. Same thing as this. This could be the most awesome remake ever. We don't know until it actually comes out and people, people see it. People are comparing it to the Total Recall remake because again, you're talking about a PG-13 rating on an originally very hard R rating mm-hmm. original. But they're trying uh, to broaden the audience though too. Oh yeah, and rated R movies don't. I mean, traditionally, they just don't do as well in box office. That's why they do. Right. This. So they're going for PG thirteen. You can broaden the audience. You can market to kids mm-hmm. as well. well. I mean, because yeah. I mean, they can totally have like RoboCop action figures, and the kids gonna be like, "Oh hey, I want this RoboCop action figure. I want to go see the movie. Okay. Let's go see RoboCop." And okay. so they go see RoboCop. Okay, here, here's here's my impersonation of a kid after seeing RoboCop talking to his dad. All right, you guys ready oh, for no. this? <clears throat> Daddy, can't they make you just like RoboCop? Can't they make you into a half machine? Absolutely. <laughs> I need to talk to you. Thank you for not smoking. <laughs> that's the, no, Paul. That's the old. That's the old RoboCop. Come on. Oh, sorry. The new they one. They might end up making references to the older RoboCop. Though. I'm sure they will. Be surprised. Like he did. They in the trailer, he was he made the line of "Dead or alive, you're coming with me." Yeah. 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 So, All right. I just don't know why they have to remake everything. Uh, it's just the way the world yeah. works, unfortunately. I don't like it. All right. <laughs> well, here's something that you might like, Anessa: zombies versus robots. How do you like them apples? What? Sweet. Yeah, that's our pick for the uh, audible.com free download this week. Um, go to audibletrial.com slash galactic netcasts. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash galactic netcasts. And uh, get your free 30-day trial, that free audiobook of your choice. And we suggest Zombies versus Robots. And this is the short synopsis of this uh of this movie this book this audiobook a uh, desperate tale of survival family and their friends frantically battle legions of zombies in a major american east coast city the family has one advantage though and that's the ability to innovate new technologies including robots 
to increase their chances of survival. Through the use of the robots, they're able to reclaim some of their lost world, but zombies are not their only worry. Other survivors are just as dangerous. So check it out, Zombies vs. Robots. That is our audible.com pick of the week. So you have to ask yourself, Dave, who's the real enemy? (gasps) Is it man or is it the machine or is it the zombies? See, you got a lot going on there. You're going to just have to read it or listen to it to find out. And you can get it by going to audibletrial.com slash galactic netcast. And don't forget to go to that URL because it shows Audible that we're, we're sending people their way. So if you're going to sign up for Audible, please use the URL, universal, what's it called? It's universal relay lamp. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, what are you talking you, about? You are, URL. What does it stand for again? Universal... <clears throat> Uh, resource locator. Resource is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Isn't it? I don't. I don't dude. <laughs> okay. Universal sorry. Universal resource. Universe. Uniform resource locator. Okay. All right. There you go. Sorry. I didn't mean to go down that path. I, I, I was stuck with like yes. universal, but I think it's uniform resource locator. I think there should be a lamp in there. I think the L should stand for a lamp. That's just me. <laughs> do you love lamp, Dave? Lamp. I do love lamp. Lamp, <laughs> lamp is good. All right, so that is, uh, yeah, check it out. Um, that is audible.com. We thank them for their support of the time-traveling robots in space. And speaking of space, that is our next topic. So let's play this little dealie right here. Space. All right, so space. And let's keep on the subject of zombies. Uh, okay. They are your ultimate nightmare, right? You're freaked out by zombies. But you know what's worse than zombies? Just plain zombies? Mm. Zombies in space. Oh, God. Yeah. Because you know why that <laughs> freaks you out? Because you can, on the Earth, right, you can run. You can run, 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 run. If you're in space and you get zombies attacking you. No one you, can hear you scream, Dave. No one can hear you scream. And you can't go anywhere <laughs> because you're in a spaceship. So we have a list here of the top zombie in space movies or, or zombies in space, period. Not just zombie in space movies but zombie in space these are zombies from space particular things like movies and video games and stuff like that so and you might have to help me out with a few of these paul because i'm not a video game guy and there's a few video game zombies on here so um the first one we have is drick of click from green lantern so um lately green lanterns all about the zombies in space apparently uh, I'm not a green. I'm not a Green Lantern person, so I wouldn't know. I don't know. Yeah, if only Brad was here. Yeah, I wish Brad was here. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so uh, with the huge galaxy spanning black, blackest night crossover. I'm sorry if I screw this up. Uh, <laughs> Charlie Jane Anders of IO9's favorite space zombie from Green Lantern has to be Drick of Click, the lantern who dies at the hands of Sinestro. But his ring keeps him alive and sort of, and sort of sentient. Thank you. Indefinitely. He shambles through a ton of issues of the comic before finally coming undone. Spoilers. Okay, sorry. So basically. I'm just saying, like, spoilers. Yeah, there are spoilers ahead on many things. Yeah, I forgot to read that part. There are spoilers ahead. So (laughs) if you don't want to be spoiled and not, and uh, no, not know. (laughs) What happens then turn us off or something yes so he becomes undone when he becomes undone with the lamp the golden when lamp. hal jordan i believe slash parallax jordan deactivates slash all the power okay rings. all right so drick is like a space zombie super mascot okay. it sounds like a zombie name yeah drick drick of click if you ask me, it's stupid. It's a stupid name. That's my personal opinion, but I could it be wrong. It rhymes. It's great. Drick of click? Come on. That's just dumb. <laughs> well. All right. So our next... Could be worse. This is from io9, right? io9.com? Yes. This is all from io9. Okay. All right. Um, I should know. I, pick, I found the story. <laughs> You're the one who found it, so... 
<laughs> you know, Stephanie, my girlfriend, asked me today, playing out, she's or straight out, do you have problems with memory? And I'm like, yes, I do. It's not your imagination, and it's not just you. I have problems with memory, period, no matter what. So uh, just so you know, I, I forgot that I got you this story, Anessa, so... That just shows my... I reminded you by giving it to you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so the next space zombies on the list are the Reavers from Firefly Serenity. They're not, te- oh. they're not technically undead, but the Reavers are totally no. zombies. What? But they're kind of... It's interesting that they classify this in the zombie category. They're kind of like rage virusy. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they compare it to like 28 Days Later... And um, they they had a lot of debate with a couple of these items on the list, but they went ahead and stuck them on there just because um, they still that. work in the zombie genre. So, so. I don't, I kind of remember these guys. They were in the pilot episode, right? The the Reavers, I believe. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen the episode. episode. I don't know that they were in the pilot episode. Maybe. The only thing I, I remember, remember them. The only thing that I remember from the Reavers is they had to escape. The the Serenity had to escape uh, them, and they lost them in the atmosphere of that planet. I thought that was cool. yeah a, a cool. Uh, I think you're thinking of the movie. Really? It's probably a common theme, but you're what you're describing sounds <laughs> like the movie. Okay, all right. You might be right possible i need to go back and rewatch firefly it's been a long time yeah it won't take you that long to get through the episodes <laughs> no they're only the one season yeah it's true all right so the third one on the on the list is this is where you come in paul the mm-hmm. husks in mass effect oh yeah so tell us about so the, the husks. husks are they kind of get infected but it's more of a virus that's a digital one so they turn people into kind of like these hybrid people robot type deal spieler deals, except they act like zombies. Okay. So I mean, there's no, there's no real humanity about them. They just are like bipedal uh, robots that don't are kind of mindless. Are they going after people? Are they killing people? Yeah, they're. You know, once they see you, they pretty much attack you very much in the wake of like what you might think a zombie would do. Okay. All right. Have you played Mass Effect? Yeah. Mass Effect is a great trilogy. Okay. All right. So the next one on the list is The Victims in Life Force. Have you guys seen the movie Life Force? No. I have not. Oh, it's a really, really bad movie. Good to know. But it's <laughs> but it's it's cheesily bad, so it's it's some, oh, okay. it's somewhat enjoyable. Um, and the people at IO9 debated endlessly whether Life Force was about zombies or vampires. I would say they're more like space space vampires. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the three aliens discovered aboard the spaceship are definitely vampires, since they devour your life force. And it's based on a book called The Space Vampires. On the other hand, the vampires come to Earth and start reanimating loads of humans who definitely seem more zombie-like. So I'm thinking that the people, uh, the, the alien creatures that came to Earth are the vampires and their victims are the zombies. So you got a little bit, a little bit of both. All right, next on the list is the Death Troopers in Star Wars. Death Troopers by Joel... Schreiber. Oh, is this a comic book or like a graphic novel or something? I think it's either a comic book, a graphic novel, or just a plain out novel. Oh, okay. The damaged prison barge Purge finds an Imperial Star Destroyer floating in space and the Purge sends people over to scavenge for parts but the Star Destroyer isn't empty after all. A new plague has turned some of its crew into the living dead who roam in packs. All right, so moving on to number six. Should we actually read all of these? <laughs> um, <laughs> Do any yeah. like really stand out for you guys that we should cover? I don't know the swarm. I can talk to, I can speak to the last two. Okay, let's talk about them. The last two, uh, the uh, necromorphs from Dead Space and the flood from Halo. Right. So the necromorphs in Dead Space are kind of like 
their corpses brought back to life, basically. And they're, I mean, that's kind of like a, have you ever, do you know what Resident Evil is, Dave? Do you know what that video game is? I'm familiar with the name, not so much the story. I know it's a, it's pretty much a horror story in space, right? Like it's a, that, Dead Space is that theme. It's very kind of horror kind of spiely deal. And the, the zombies are very deformed and they're kind of, they're gross looking. Um, and the flood in Halo is also similar, except like that's probably the closest analogy that you can have for zombies because it actually like is a parasitic life that takes bodies of the recently deceased. Okay. And then like manipulates them. So, yeah. That's quite a common theme. The whole taking yeah. corpses and reanimating them and making them do your bidding. <laughs> Empty vessels. I mean, that- yeah. Otherwise, they're just going to lay there and run. So yeah. I make use of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. There's it's an interesting. It's an inter- The whole idea of a zombie is an interesting concept in the first place because it's kind of when you think about a zombie, it's more or less a safe enemy to have in a story because most people, most people agree. Like, there's no moral problem, right? Like, if you shoot a zombie, if you shoot a dead thing in the head, uh, okay, no big deal. Yeah, so they're already I dead. That, I think that's why one of the reasons of its resurgence at the moment is because it's a easy target. Mm-hmm. Okay. I and, can see you know, that. I mean, and then, like, there's a few different themes going on here, right? So you have another one where are, is mankind getting too technologically advanced to the point of where it's going to get it come away from us? So these things are more or less of our own making and it, like it backfires. There's that. And if you're talking about something like Walking Dead, then it's not necessarily even about that. It's about what happens to society when everything breaks down. Mm-hmm. Like what happens to the human interactions once like everything else is taken away. So, I mean, yeah. Yep. That's pretty deep, Paul. Good job. I know, right? Yeah. Sorry. No, that was good. I think we I think we learned something tonight here on the Time Traveling Robots in Space podcast. Woo-hoo. Although there's one more I wanted to mention because you, you can't do a story called Space Zombies without actually talking about a thing called Space Zombies. <laughs> space Zombies, they're terrifying, you know. they're relentless, they're Canadian. Oh god. <laughs> eh? Tri- triple brains, eh? <laughs> Triple Take Productions has crafted several uh, black and white short films about zombies in space, including Space Zombies, Terror from the Sky, in which alien zombies come to Earth to transplant... Okay, this is where it gets good. To transplant (laughs) cat brains into people. Or into themselves. Or into themselves. We're not really clear about that. Uh, There's definitely a cat brain transplant thing going on. Um... So I would recommend looking up these movies. They're they're short, they're black and white, and they're terrifying. Space zombies, terror from <laughs> the sky. These uh, these, Canadian. Yeah, yep. <laughs> hey, great things come from the Great White North. I'm just saying, and this is one of them. And other places. Yes. Yes. It's not all about Canada, Dave. <sighs> I didn't say it was all about Canada, Anessa. relax all right all right so that's going to do it for our three subjects thanks thanks for bearing with us that last one was kind of long but that was my own fault it was my suggestion so be careful what i wish for i guess hey you can listen to our show and the other galactic netcasts on stitcher smart radio it's an app that you put on your phone and you don't have to take up valuable space You know, that valuable space that you want to use for taking selfies and taking um, pictures of your of your junk to send to your 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 friend. Or maybe their cat. Oh, yeah. Cat. That's important. All those cat pictures. You don't want to you need plenty of room for all the cat pictures. Right. So what you do is you download Stitcher Smart Radio and you stream your shows. You don't have to as long as you have an Internet connection, you can stream them. An audio stream to your phone with Stitcher. So do this. Go to stitcher.com slash galactic netcasts 
and then enter the promo code GALACTICNETCAST. That will show Stitcher that we are bringing people their way, and they should uh, help us out, you know? help You help us to help them, and then they'll help us. It's a whole helping circle. It's a help circle. It's, it's like a drum it's circle. It's a circle of support. Yeah. Uh, Stitcher.com slash Galactic Netcast. It's an app that you can put on your uh, iPhone, your Android phone, your tablets, your smartphones. Anything that you can put an app on, they've got you covered. Stitcher.com slash Galactic Netcasts. And enter that promo code Galactic Netcast. We thank Stitcher for their support of the time-traveling robots in space. All right. So something a little bit different this week. We decided on the last episode that we would all go see. Anessa had already seen this, and Paul and I agreed that we were going to also see it this weekend, and then we'd talk about it on the show. So we made this a plural pick for all of us. It's The World's End. Woohoo! Yay! So thoughts. Let's go around the room. Your initial thoughts. I really enjoyed it. Do you think... Uh, it's on par with the rest of the, um, what's what's the series? What's the movie series? The trilogy called the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, the Cornetto trilogy. Which I don't remember seeing anyone eating a Cornetto, but I remember seeing the rapper at the end of the movie. Oh yeah, spoilers by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really not like the rapper is a big point. spoiler, yeah. but there are going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie. And you don't want anything spoiled. You should probably turn us off for at least. Way to go, Anessa! I would have forgotten. Yeah, I totally forgot about that too. Maybe ten minutes if you want to come back and hear the question of the week. Yeah, spoilericious is what it's called. This is going to be spoilful. Spoilful. So, what made me think of it was when I said that towards the end of the movie, there's a Cornetto rapper. So that's I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, spoilers. We're going to be talking about more than Cornetto rappers. Yes. So, but do you guys remember them eating a cornetto at no, any point, no. or anyone in the background? Because I don't but remember. It, it could have passed by real, real easily because yeah, right. Because I'm like, it could have been somebody in the background having an ice cream cone. So, but yeah, it's the Cornetto trilogy. It's um, it's Shaun of the no, Dead. I, it's Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and now The World's End. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in every one of those movies the cornetto makes an appearance in some way shape or form so and there's other similarities too like there's the whole fence jumping thing yeah they have the fence jumping thing (laughs) i love the fence jumping thing um excuse me but it's yeah i i think it follows along the same line it's like on the same level as the other movies it's got like very similar humor um I mean, with, like, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, they focused, like, a lot, or I guess more so, on the relationship between Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Yeah. Like, their characters. But this one, I feel like it had a little less emphasis on their relationship and, like, talked a bit more about, like, the relationship with, like, the other people in the group that followed the king. Um, so that was a little different. Well, to me anyway. Um, but no, like overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, the only issue that I kind of had, but it also works because in all of these alien invasion type movies or whatever evil robot movies or any Anything, like any sci-fi movie that you're up against a big bad thing or invasion um, you're always having to fight in order to like win the battle or fight to the death or whatever the ending might be and in this case it's like we actually at least Simon Pegg's character actually <laughs> spoke to the aliens they're like you know what we really don't want you here because we don't want to be improved like we're happy being the way we are and the aliens were like oh okay well then see you later he basically don't want us well, here, see, we no, don't want to be here i don't even think it was i don't i don't think it was them agreeing with us it was more well, like, it was so much you like guys they were are just frustrated we're yeah like but but still it was still kind of like all we had to do was talk back to them 
that was it. I mean, they could have, like, ended this stupid invasion, like, ages ago if they were just like, I don't want to have you take over my town and my planet. Like, I don't want to be improved. I think it took... I think the point was that it took an especially belligerent person in order to... Like, yeah. Kind of, of uh, humanity's stupidity. Yeah, it, it, it took... it Because uh, they, they had the whole movie where they basically showed how much of a loser Simon Pegg's character was right. and turned that around and used his loser his thumb... His loserness to, like, yeah. his ability to be like, hey... Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, like that little bit didn't quite sit quite yeah. right with me, but I still overall really enjoyed the movie. That in the very end was kind of weird, where Simon Pegg was running around with the other blanks. Yeah, I wasn't. And, well, okay. Because I know he wanted. That's what he wanted to do was to like run around and be with the guys and play in a band and do things. So I'm guessing that was him fulfilling. his Well, the younger dream. versions of like his yeah. crew too. Yeah. So. So, Paul, what's what's your past. what's your impression? What do what do you think of it? I'm with Vanessa. I I thoroughly I really enjoy Edgar Wright, the director, and I really enjoy his work with the other two, Nick Frost and uh, uh, Simon what? Pegg. Simon Pegg, thank you. Um, <laughs> Shaun of the Dead was excellent. Um, see, and with Hot Fuzz, I Hot Fuzz is one of my favorite movies. Probably, it's in my top ten ever. Wow. And it's it easily awesome. in the comedy genre, and it wasn't the first time I saw it. You know what I mean? Like, I, it took many repeated viewings of that movie for me to thoroughly appreciate it. And I kind of feel like I need to watch this movie again because it's right now it's on the lowest rung of the three, and I th- and I think that I need to watch it more to see if I can because they layer so many different jokes in there. They really do. I, I didn't. I like. With Shaun of the Dead and with Hot Fuzz, I didn't I, I didn't realize some of the jokes that they were pulling off. It took it took more than one attempt to for me to get it all. And I still get things from Hot Fuzz that I hadn't before, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm with Anessa. Like you're right, they didn't focus as much on the relationship between Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Um, they there was a, there was probably a there was probably a good emphasis on it. It just wasn't as much as in the as in the other two. Yeah. Um, and with with Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of, Shaun was kind of a loser. Um, and I feel like in uh, the World's End, it was taken to its natural progression. Like, like that was an earlier version of him, and. In the world's end, it's almost like that's where that's where that that's where that version of him goes. It's like that, just kind of more pathetic. <laughs> okay, you know I, th- I, mean? I think like there were it. different types of losers. I think Sean and Sean of the Dead was he was a victim of other people's treating him bad, which made him a loser, right? I think kind uh, of, but he was he was he didn't have any like. He had no he motivation. Any, yeah, I was going to say, he had no motivation. He was working in some electronic store with his white shirt and tie. And, like, his idea of trying to improve the relationship with his girlfriend or to go out on a romantic date was to go to the Winchester. Yeah. So, he very he much didn't strive guy. to... Yeah, he, he didn't strive for bigger things. He was pretty much content with his life at that point. And that's the thing. Like, he was a loser, and he was actually content. For the most part, like, he didn't like the way some people were treating him, like his family or his girlfriend or whatever. But for the most part, at least with the Winchester and Nick Frost, he was content. Um, I feel like in the, the third, he was the least likable. Yeah. Of every well, not only of everybody, but of of his other two characters in the previous two movies. Like out of all the three, he's probably the least likable. Like uh, that does that make sense? Yeah, and I think that's why they kind of had to focus it on not just him and Nick Frost's character, and kind of expand it a little bit to the group because that's and and also that's what the movie was basically about was this group getting back together and doing the. The Miracle Miles or Million? No, what's it called? 
What was the the? Oh, I forget the name of the pub crawl. The Golden Mile. Golden Mile. Thank you. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, I would say he was probably like the least likable character, and in this movie, especially like his loserness was definitely self-inflicted i guess but he didn't want to change that also he still wanted to go out and party and i think he liked liked himself like i think he liked himself in this one in the world's end i think he actually like was okay with who he was i don't know maybe i'm wrong but no i think he was he was he was he had absolutely I think he knew what others thought of him, but he didn't look like he much cared. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the actual plot itself for those that are listening or watching that have no idea what it's about. So basically, um, Simon Pegg wants to relive a time when he was a teenager with his... In high school. Yeah, yeah. with his four friends or five, four... It's friends? five of them total. It's five okay. of them total. Okay. Yeah. And what they what they tried to do when they were in high school, they just got out of high school, is do this pub crawl of all these all these pubs in the town that they grew up in, and the right. la- and the last one was called the World's End, but they never got there back in the day. So uh, Simon Pegg realizes one day he wants to try try it again with his friends. So he gets all of his friends together and they reluctantly a lot of them reluctantly uh start the pub crawl and they discover that the town is not what it was when they when they lived there and and basically uh the people have been taken over by alien robots so do you do you think they're robots paul uh well, wait. <laughs> okay, so we should probably inform the people what we were talking about. Like, they were called robots many times in this movie. And, it's, and that's the running joke with too. that label. Yeah. Because the definition, they actually went in deep into the definition of what it means to be a robot. And the word robot, and I didn't know this, apparently means slave. Right. So, and these things are not slaves. They make, they make it a point to say that they're not slaves. They are very much thinking creatures. So, I mean, are they robots? I would, yes, I would have called them a robot. Uh, do they have sentience? Yeah, absolutely they do. So the definition of robot doesn't necessarily have to mean sentience. So basically going back to that big thing that the Japanese guy <laughs> made, that could be considered a robot, right? I would think so, yes. I okay. would say so. All right. Because you're basically giving it a command to do something and it follows through with that command okay so it doesn't have to be intelligent just like the no. just like the jaegers in pacific rim it was controlled by two guys <laughs> right okay. yeah like you give well, it a command to do and it carries it out so one foot in no. front of the other it's carrying out the command it's not like the um guy on the giant beetles going okay left foot second foot second left foot okay right foot you know like He's not like specifying which feet to move. He's like, okay, left foot go, right, mm-hmm. foot, right side. Well, didn't, I heard there was a lot of Evangelion parallels in Pacific Rim, and didn't wasn't there also the idea of how in sync you were with the robot itself? Mm-hmm. Well, it's that, more that's that's very Evangelion theme as well, and it, it's almost like it almost goes into the idea of the robot having a mind of its own kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But Right. You lost me with that. I have no idea what you're talking about, Paul. Well, Evangelia, okay. what? Don't you don't want Evan <laughs> I don't understand Evangelion. Nobody understands Evangelion. <laughs> it's an anime. Oh, okay. Okay. See, that's where I don't that's why I don't know what you're talking about cuz I'm not yeah. an anime person myself. It's a it is an anime with heavy religious overtones and I don't mean like I don't mean Christianity necessarily all kinds of mm. eastern philosophies western philosophies all kinds of stuff but it's a very deep and very confusing <laughs> anime series and I was told that uh Pacific Rim has a lot of parallels to Evangelion. Okay. All right. Good to know. 
Yeah, I just recently, last within the last couple of years, figured out the difference between anime and manga. I didn't I know. One's the yeah. written form and the other one's animated, right? Yeah, I didn't know that. I had no idea. <laughs> All right, so World's End, the World's End. Final final thoughts on this? Um, of course, you guys would watch it again, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I would I'd have probably to. end up uh, owning it, honestly. I think good, not great. Um, I But talk to me again after I've watched it a couple more times. But it was fun, though. I mean, it was a fun yeah, summer absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But my expectations were super high. So that kind of worked against it, I think. That's what happens yeah, when you... when you go in with... Yeah, go ahead, Anissa. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I try not to go in with, like, super high expectations. Because if I do, then almost inevitably I'm, like, disappointed in one way or another. But I still really enjoyed it. All right. Three thumbs up from... Well, six. If we both oh, well, use one hand. Then. Okay, six thumbs up right there. Sure. All right, before we uh, move on to the question of the week, don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, the Twitter, the Google+. And uh, we also have a website called galacticnetcast.com where all that stuff is. The shows, that's where the shows are. That's where our store is, where you can buy T-shirts. That's where our picks are, where you can buy the stuff we've talked about through Amazon. Um, everything, our feeds, our Facebook, our Twitter feeds are there. Everything is right there at galacticnetcasts.com. All right, time for the question of the week. Question, question, question of the week, 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 week. Where's, where's my bumper, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I was I I asked Paul because he does another podcast called uh, Sleeping with the Elephant, and they have a segment on Sleeping with the Elephant called the Weekly Wiener, which is where they talk about a story from the week uh, dealing with Anthony Wiener, and they had, <laughs> and they had talked about getting a bumper made, and I I texted Paul last week saying. Have you guys got the bumper made for it yet? Because I was thinking about doing it for you. And he's like, well, I already got it done. You'll just, you'll have to listen. And I, <laughs> I did not say that. Or something like that. <laughs> I still want it, though. Okay. I liked yours, I though. You yours was great. I liked mine, too. I just, uh, if somebody's going to make me a bumper, I'm going to use it. <laughs> it. It's, you know, it's like, this is a community-based environment, sir. Okay. Well, then I will I will work on a bumper for you guys this weekend. I have an idea in my head. But, uh, all right. So, on to our podcast. Continuing our podcast. Um, sleepingwiththeelephant.com? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. It is sleepingwiththeelephant.com. Uh, this week, me and Ryan discussed all manner of things, including the weekly wiener and why we are high school kids when it comes to Syria. All right. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. All right. Did you record it tonight? Yeah. Okay. All right. It is right before I come here with okay. you fine folks. So that's a warm-up for us. All Indeed. right. Okay. Question of the week time. <clears throat> um, Anessa, you, ans- you have to ask it since you, since you yes. prepped it, since you came up with it. So <laughs> I know like maybe a couple weeks ago I asked, about favorite theme song or music from sci-fi decided to do the opposite and ask like what sci-fi theme song or just music in general like you really hate the music in a particular show or a movie um in sci-fi like what do you really dislike and is there a reason why you dislike it paul i can't believe that you wrote this (laughs) as your answer how could you not like the your answer What's your answer? Is it because it's overplayed. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> that was my guess. <laughs> no, I love. I actually. I am just caught stirring up a bit of shit here. No, I wrote Star Wars. But no, I'm obviously the music is iconic and fantastic. But I hear it way too much. And I can it's see kind that. Of, it, it's kind of. I don't know the it, and this it kind of sucks, but. I feel like the I feel like the most recent trilogy made it step back in my mind 
along the way. I mean, I guess the whole series did, but the music is included in that. I didn't like the music as much as in the previous three. Are you happy so that they're I bringing? We'll see. Are you are you happy they're bringing John Williams back as the composer? Absolutely, I love French horn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, yeah, I think it was the right move. You kind of had to. There's no, yeah. there's no. If he's still, if like he had retired or something like that, then sure, I can see going with somebody different other than John Williams. But you have to use John Williams. Yeah, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. <laughs> All right, I don't know. I don't know an answer. I don't have an answer for this. Um, bad music, bad, bad theme. Maybe uh, Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century, twenty third century, <laughs> from the nineteen seventies. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> I always think of Duck Dodgers. Duck Dodgers? What? <laughs> uh, Daffy Duck. Um. There's a maybe a couple of episodes of Looney Tunes where instead of Buck Rogers, it's Duck Dodgers. Oh, okay. In the 35th century or something, okay. I forget what it is. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my answer. I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say uh, what was the um, oh Flash Gordon from the oh. the 1980s 1979 1980 uh, movie of Flash Gordon. Yeah, I remember. Flash. Ah. <laughs> Entire soundtrack. Entire soundtrack done by Queen. Yeah. <laughs> they did a good job with Highlander, but not Flash Gordon. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they did do a good job with Highlander. Yeah. Who wants to live forever? <laughs> okay, sorry. So. What's your answer, Anessa? <laughs> I love Firefly, but I'm not a fan of the theme song. Yeah. It just doesn't the theme sit song, right with me. Really? Yeah. Huh. I actually and I think it's it the person like it reminds me I of get Western. the country and like it's the singing I I think doesn't quite work uh, for me. Oh no. Crap. I just it's off the top of my head, that's like my least favorite. And honestly, I think that's why I didn't initially watch Firefly when it was doomed to begin with, when it was on Fox, because I saw the intro a couple of times, but I heard the music, and I was like, no, click, can't stand the song. So <laughs> I could totally see that. Uh, so. Which inspired me to remember something else that I want to I wanna change my answer again. <laughs> Pro- cross out Flash Gordon. My, my, <laughs> like tick marks across the screen. Yes, my new answer is Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> it's been Enterprise, a long, nice. yeah, getting from here. To here. Oh, <laughs> it's bad. So there you go. I can see that. But yeah, like I love Firefly, but I just can't do their theme song. Have you guys ever heard uh, the singing version of Star Trek: The Next Generation? No, uh, I think so. The guy has done a bunch of familiar. The guy has done a bunch of theme songs, but put words to them. Star Trek. <laughs> the ne- no, how does that go? Shoot. Okay, talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. I'm gonna find it. Is it anything like Quantum of Solace? Oh, Quantum I think Quantum of Solace. I think Quantum it might be the same guy. Of Solace. <laughs> You know that's why Paul McCartney didn't want to do this, the theme to James Bond is because he couldn't rhyme Quantum of Solace and he was dead serious. Really? <laughs> yes. I and I totally, rhyme. I totally agree. Like he's right. You can't. Like, I, what do you do? Solace. <laughs> solace. With, well, if he said it solace, he could maybe hope that they had a character named Wallace. I am the tallest. <laughs> we be the Quantum ballest. of Solace. With a guy named Wallace. He was feeling lawless. Okay. Are you guys ready to laugh your ass off? Sure. More than you sure. are now? Here we go. Star Trek the Next Generation. We're trekking across the universe. John Luke, Picard, Data Wharf, and Troy. Dr. Crusher, Jordy LaForge. 
Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> We're trying to see who gets there first. What? John Luke, Picard, Data Wharf, and Troy. Doctor Crasher, Jordy LaForge. Okay, that's enough. That's enough yeah, on that guy. That's about enough. He's he's dressed in a Star Trek The Next Generation uniform, of course. Of course. Command level red. But the the uniform he is on though, the the you know the com badge, it's not a com badge, it's actually um stitched into the fabric. So oh, it's, okay. it's a little bit cheaper. <laughs> Does that make him a poser Star Trek fan? Uh no, he just he, I think he just couldn't afford a, a, an authentic uh, costume. All right. Yeah, that's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Okay. All right. I think that does it. Did we come? Did we uh, finish what we came here to do? Did do you, do you think that our mission tonight? I feel was successful? adequately. I feel adequately star Star Trek. Star Trek. Um, <laughs> spaced robot robotized robot robot uh, turned into a robot. 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 I always think of Futurama and uh, Dr. Zoidberg. He'd always say, <laughs> Robit. I know. This was the last episode this past week. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that's sad. I know. Well, there'll always be reruns and Netflix. Yep. All right. Uh, let's do the final thought thing. Oh, before we do, uh, don't forget you can subscribe to us on iTunes while you're there. Make sure you give us five stars. If you like the show, leave us a positive review. You can subscribe to us uh, in different areas like Stitcher, Smart Radio. Just go to galacticnetcast.com and you'll find all the different places where you can subscribe to us. Am I saying that right? Subscribe? Subscribe. It sounds weird. I don't know. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Final thoughts. (laughs) Anessa, you're first. I still have that fox song in my head <laughs> hang on a fox say, go, 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 go. okay before we we have to play a little bit of it what does the fox say It almost sounds like he's saying something else. What the fuck say? <laughs> All right. <laughs> what the fuck say? That's yeah, the be- that's the that best was. final thought you've had, Anessa. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, Thank you, for, uh, Paul, for mentioning yeah, it. Yeah, that was that was great, Paul. In my head. Thank you. All right, that's Paul. What what's your final thought? Be excellent to each other. That's all you got? That's the only one? Okay. Dave. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. See you then. Leave your hailing frequencies open and scanners on full because another Galactic Netcast will be approaching your coordinates soon. For more information, go to galacticnetcasts.com.